five that are alive we're gonna start off with music and then after music we're gonna go ahead and go into movies and then we're gonna talk about our top five moments so music movie and moments for the year 2022 and i'm trying to tell you some of this shit y'all forgot about because i didn't remember none of this shit so you know Chi Chi said she got protein shakes. That's what she was eating because uh, Chi Chi on that beautiful diet. So shout out to Chi Chi and the protein shakes. So, all right, man, Wayne, let's go ahead and get started, bro. Let's uh, start playing some of this music and we're going to start off with the top five music. Been waiting on this all week long, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, I'm, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm totally going to shit on your, your, your top five movies. I have nothing good to say about your top five movies, bro. So okay. anyway, listen to it, man. All right, let's go ahead. I, I don't mind going ahead and defending myself because I know I'm right. So let's go ahead and get into it. So, Wayne, you go ahead and start off, man. Let me pull up my motherfucking list because I do not have my list together. I'm trying to multitask on some more Fifth Elements type stuff. So let me go ahead and pull up my list. All right, Wayne, you go ahead and start off first, bro. What was your, yep. What was your fifth best album, song, artist of the year for 2022? Okay. So my fifth number five. Number five. Quavo and Takeoff, and the album was uh, only built for Infinity Links. Now, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody heard that album or not, but it was really great. Um, I, you know, I'm really not the hugest Migos fan in the world, but when I saw this album came out, this was, you know, before Takeoff's death, when I mm-hmm. saw this album came out, I listened to it and I've never listened to like a full Migos album over again. Yep. I know I might be listening to like a few songs on the album, but this album, like I kind of, uh, I, you know, I liked it and I almost feel like they did better, uh, without Offset, you know, right. more cohesive together without him, you know? And, I can uh, dig it. Yeah, yeah. They almost sounded like a um like a southern Beastie Boys or a Southern uh uh um Red and Meth, how they kind of uh they vibed off of each other off of this album. And it was real dope, man. So uh but yeah, I was actually kind of surprised at how much I liked the album as well. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and play a little bit of the song. So y'all go ahead, party, get your drinks, do what you gotta do. I'm gonna go ahead and play this song for y'all. Uh, hotel lobby. Let me know what y'all think in the comments. Do you think this song is yak? Do you think it's good? Let us know. So let's go ahead. Let me know if you can hear it, Wayne. Let me know if y'all can hear it. Yeah, you can hear it. Got some on you? Fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Oh, niggas always doing this for y'all. There we go. Let's get it. Hop off a 16 passenger. This is G5. No, this not a challenger. Hey. I keep some members with me in the fridge. The coat seats. They some cannibals. They like to get geek. Drink a whole bottle, wake up and repeat. Damn. She took a look, mixed it with the chill out. Now she say she's saying 3D. I go in the jungle and then got a coat. I bet I come out with a me. I bet I do this shit for the fam. Cause this shit bigger than me. Three. Color stones in my infinity link. And in the factory masterpiece. I call him twin, could that be my brother? We got the same roller, he matching me. Nah, for real. Water on me, like the sun. The sun, carrot, sun, pointers. All these gummers, I want fun, fun. Me go gunners out the I like jungle. that blue fight. Oh, fuck up. Front of nigga, cake on me, no fun. Who cares? Drop top, feeling like stunning. Drop top, get these play, no run. We gon' chrome my wallet, smoke my pilot. Take three vibes to the trappings. Trappy, nigga, one shit. shit. I was outside just serving narcotics. Narcotics, Ooh. pay me that stick. Nigga made one wrong move, just poppy. Pop. 
and I'm broke with the whole feather out in the hotel lobby. It's crowded. Diamonds be dancing like Bobby. They dance. Don't touch a dick like it be cocky. Don't touch it. Shroom and GC depart. We geeky. Bitches gon' trend on the top. Keep trending. The way I pull up, I'ma pop it and none of these niggas gon' stop. Pull up. Gone. Put this shit on, get a cup for the drip on my motherfucking five. Keep low. Keep stacking your bank, get bigger. Never will. I throw some shit on my nigga. Don't take it. Little nigga, don't blow with these niggas. I see the big picture. We up on these niggas. The hunch the one you gon' call on me, nigga. I got your back, you gon' follow me, nigga. When I get up, we gon' ball on these niggas. Fuckin' shit up, cause we beat out the system. Fuck the system. Water on me, like the sun. The song, carrot, song, pointers. All these comers, I won't fum, fum. Me go gunners out the jump. We fly it all, fuck a front of nigga. Cake on me, no fun. Who cares? Drop top, feelin' like stunner. Drop top, KD play, no run. We gon' chrome my wallet, smoke my pilot. Take three, fly to the trappers. Go! Nigga, one shit. I was outside just serving narcotics. Pay me that stick, nigga made one wrong move, just popping. Living on broke with the whole feather out in the hotel lobby. Yeah, man, that shit right there. What's good, homies? Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, man, I understand where you coming from. You not being a big fan of like the Migos and then them splitting up. You know, which kind of hurt my heart because I I fucks with um Offset heavy. Uh, right. but this album really was. First of all, the name was dope. Only built for infinity links. You, you know, know you that's a play on. Maybe a little offensive. Just no, a little bit. No, no, I think. I think any time that you do anything like that is homage. I mean, like you had a blueprint album, you had a white album, right? From like the Beatles and shit, but whole change it to like the black album. You know what I'm saying? So like it's all it's all respect. You know, I'm uh you had the blueprint by uh Nikki or by uh Jay-Z, and then Nicki Minaj did the print pink or the print the pink print, excuse me. So it's like it's all love, you know what I mean? It's like paying homage to people. And I thought the album was really good, and I thought it was dope that they came together and did some shit like this. I'm sad. That we ain't gonna never get another one of these, you know what I'm saying? Unless they recorded abundance of music, because you know, of course, take off, you know, passing away, rest in peace. But in general, album was good, man. And I really did like this song. So I don't have no complaints about that. Only thing I will say is that the album didn't take any chances. It was it's kind of like the same them, but it's just them at the like elitist level of their talent. You feel me? I so agree. I agree. I ain't mad at that at all, my nigga, at all. Real quick, all though, right. I, don't, I don't know yep. if we can play the whole song on every song. You know what I mean? Because we may be here for like five hours. Yeah, we're going to play just a little bit of it then. I'll go ahead. I was just rocking out to that shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I feel, you. I feel you. yeah. All right. So my number five song this year is uh, Kendrick Lamar, Die Hard. And me and Wayne got the same song. So I'm going to play a clip of it. And then, you know what I mean? We'll go ahead and then... You know, go to that, but that's my number five song this year, so I'm gonna go ahead and play a little bit of it. And this album cover is extremely overrated or underrated, excuse me. Fuck with this album cover. This is my shit, y'all. <laughs> this is my shit, for real, for real. <laughs> this year has been fucking garbage, man. So if you had a fucked up year like me, please go ahead and party, man. Go ahead and party a little bit while you listen to us. Why I found you heard me. This song make you feel a hell of a lot better too. I hope I'm not too late. You set my demon straight. I know I made you wait. But how much can you take? I hope you see the kind for me. I hope you can see. If it's up, stay down for me. Hey. hey. 
love me? Do you trust me? Can I trust you? Don't judge me. I'ma die off. It gets ugly. Too passionate. It gets ugly. That's my shit. <laughs> All right. So, uh, sorry, y'all. Uh, yeah, this has been, like Chi Chi said, this year has been fucking garbage, man. Um, in general, financially, emotionally, physically, all of that. So I just pray everybody have a better 2023 and all of that. You know what I'm saying? But just on some personal shit. So, you know, had some successes, but a lot of fucked up shit happened too. But, you know, the podcast been going strong. We drop episodes now every Tuesday. We've been dropping double episodes a lot of these weeks too. So you people make sure you check us out. Please come and check the channel. We don't live stream like that like we used to because niggas got real jobs. You heard me? But like, on some real shit though, we drop episodes every week. So yeah, man. All right, bro. So the Mr. Morale and Big Steppers album is like my number five album of the year, right? So that's why it's like that song is also included as number five. The only thing I got to say about that album is that it kind of hit at the perfect time with like Grieve Different because that was the week that 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 yeah that's fine. You can bring it in here, baby. Hey, Courtney, come on, honey. Come on, boo. It's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I need that because I'm drinking this wine. I'm getting fucked up over here. Partying and shit. Thank you so much. Yeah. Shout out to Ghost. Sponsor us with punk ass niggas. Anyway, so um <laughs> back to the back to the song. The one thing I can say about that album that I really loved was that, you know, it was his last CDE album from what we know. And it seemed like he still put a lot of heart into it. And it was um it hit at the right time because I had lost family member and I grieved different. I listened to that song like 45 times straight. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and I think that's like the intro. So I really, 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 really like that album. What do you got to say about it, Wayne? Because it's your number. It's your number one album. Number one. So it was the best album uh, in the past couple of years. I think I know a lot of people didn't like it. Um, and I think that's really strange because it's always like, you know, in times of strife that we have for, you know, in our in our um, in our black community. You know, right. we have like certain situations that happen and people are always like, where's the J. Cole and where's all these, the K. Dots, where are all these conscious rappers that when these situations happen, it's like we always wait for them to yep. uh, have an opinion so we can agree or disagree or whatever, you know? And then when that doesn't happen, we want to, you know, shout them out or we want to get mad and call them out and things like that. And in this situation, you kind of not only figured out why he didn't come out and say anything, but he comes out and he says that I'm going through my own issues. These are things that I've been through in the past, like 1,000, whatever days, five years. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then when he comes out and says that, people are like, oh, this is, this is, this is, we didn't want this. You know, this is his 444. This is like, we don't care. When people come out about, you know, their issues, it's like people don't really care about it because like, oh, you're rich. And they think that money can make you just like, like disappear and make it all just get over with and that's not good and yep. that's not true and you know we need to we need to start opening up our minds and our hearts a little more and this is what he did man he let us in to his entire life like he opened up that door and let everybody in the whole world like that's not easy mm -hmm. for anybody you know what i mean so kendrick lamar did that for us and i think this is like a great and special and spectacular album no it's not a future album no it's not amigos album. no it's not something right. that you can rock to or you know, something like I understand that I get it, but at terms as you know, musically, sonically, uh, uh, um, just everything that goes along with this album, the meaning it's just a beautiful album to me, man. I think it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, I feel what you're saying for you, it came out at right around the right time for you. Um, but yeah, I think it was well worth the wait. 
And I think that we need to, you know, just start being a little bit more open-minded when it comes to, you know, when people need to speak to us, when they need to talk to us, when they need to open up to us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I personally believe that this is the, the best album of the year, and I think this solidifies K-Dot as, like, the best rapper of this generation. Straight up. And that was your favorite song off the album as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, I say, yeah, that and Crown, right? Right, right, right. I feel like you already know, and everybody already noticed. I said this multiple times when we had our top five, you know, a uh, whole episode in terms of rappers and shit like that. I said that, you know, K Dot's the GOAT because he's the amalgamation of every rapper before him put into one dude from Compton. You know what I'm saying? So I think this album was a lot different than what people expected coming off a of damn and certainly coming off of like all the Trump shit. He was real quiet during that time. You know what I mean? But he was going through a whole lot of shit like COVID and Trump and all of that. He didn't really speak. But if you listen to his albums before that, he talked about like all of this shit was gonna happen. Right. So, you know, I mean, just because you're a fu- like you, you, you're a futurist, people want you to comment on the here and now. And it's like it's up to us. It ain't up to a rapper or like an entertainer to do what's right in this world. It's up to us. This the we run the world. It's way more of people like me and Wayne and y'all that are not uber famous and uber rich than he is of the actual rich and famous. That's a small amount of people. So we're the ones that really run this world. We just don't know that shit because we're looking at who we see on TV and who we hear in music. But all that wax poetic and, you know, talking all that, like, I say all that to say that this album's five. Yeah, really love this yeah. album. All right, so let me go to my number four. Down to your number five, man. You said what? Down to your number five, though. Well... I just like there's just a lot of good albums this year, man. You know what I'm saying? It the album was a, the album was very long, which I didn't mind. It had a lot of songs in there, but it didn't connect like uh, other albums that he had made. But I don't think it's a bad album. Like I said, I think it's uh, a I don't think that you can really list these out right, like saying like number five and number one. Like easily number five could have been number one and vice versa. So it's really hard to be like, oh, this is number one. But I just base it off of who album I listen to the most <laughs> during the year. And that's what my list kind of reflects. You feel me? Gotcha. Maybe, maybe I should pull up my uh my Spotify recap of the year and all that bullshit. Hey, yo, Ox or Rita, if y'all on the uh call or on the uh still on here, can you please send this to Marty? Because I can't figure out how to send this over to Marty's phone, the link for this. So if you could send that to Marty, I really appreciate it. All right, man, let's go ahead and keep on rocking and play some more music and shit. So uh you're you're up, Wayne. What's your number four, man? I'm up. Damn, okay. I guess mm-hmm. I am right now. Uh, all right. So my number four, and you got to please. This is one of them songs that you got to play from the beginning, and let the beat drop, and just play a little bit. I'm not asking you to play the whole thing, but just a little bit. This is one of them songs that leads up to that that dope ass beat drop, and it's hard right. to me, man. It's real classic. Uh, uh, bars are beautiful. Bars are beautiful. Um, so I'm gonna say my number four album of the year is King Disease Three. By Nas, none other by the great Nas, the the wonderful Nas man. He has a song on this album called Legit, right? That mm-hmm. dude takes the sample from the Five Heartbeat, right? Plays that shit out, goes into a dope ass hip hop. Man, just play the track, man. I love this so much, bro. Is there a heart? Is there a heart in the house tonight? Brave hearts. Album covers five. <laughs> I fucking love the album cover, bro. Is there a heart in the house? Is there a heart in the house? 
Very underrated album. Extremely underrated album. My beginnings was intense. Who'd have thought I'd go legit? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We coming blacker than Black Panther 2. Nobody this thorough, that's the truth. Never mm. go against the family, that's something you don't do. Don't get Eddie Kane, try to sing your way back in the group. Nah, stars <laughs> in the ceiling, got son in the building. Rep that 718, it's hard to depart from that feeling. Careful selling weight. The DA be watching who dealing. Get yourself straight before they find that paraphernalia. For those who claim 100 million on taxes, beautiful actresses. Street dudes who turn activists who used to move packages. No nine still here to remove the ball that I'm back against. Legitimize all your hustles before. It takes waking up early to face the moment to be Should I save it or blow it? I mean, it's only some paper. None of my neighbors who knows me. The Joneses only some acres to be the greatest. It's lonely, but it chose me. I take it, whatever the case may be. I'm out of space so deep. NASA without the A at the end. Take off for three. NASA without the A at the end. Bars, you heard me? Sneak out and reroute. Originality, I seek out this clean house for black home. All right, man. We're gonna be this shit is gonna last 17 hours, man. That fucking come on, man. Like, if you ain't listen to Nas King Disease 3, bro, like Nas has been dropping heat for years now, bro. I know, I know, I know, I know y'all focused on Illmatic, Stillmatic, and those are classics, but this out since Mass Appeal. It's been like he's been dropping heaters. Like even the Kanye West album that he did has some shit on there. So like, yo, Nas is like really like up there. I'm really, really happy that Nas finally is picking good beats. <laughs> and niggas is coming to Nas with the best beats instead of but being you know like, what? you know what I mean? Though, man. There's like a this like a, a, a um like a chemistry to this, man. It's like yes. the best albums are made with like two or three producers, maybe like one or two producers, really. And that's what it was, man. He got in there with Hit Boy. He found out Hit Boy was his homie, man. They go in there and they make that those dope ass beats and dope music. And this dude didn't drop like five or six albums in the past like two years just because. So that's what I'm saying, man. You got to find that one person, you know, like Michael had uh 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 Quincy. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You got uh, uh uh Killer Mike got LP and they got uh Run the Jewels, man. You just got to find that one producer that you click with, connect with, and you'll make this banging ass music, man. That's exactly what's going on. It's dope as hell, bro. And that's kind of how um. Mr. Morale and Big Steppers is too. That was like yeah. two or three producers. So, you know, that is a good point, man. That's like a really, really good point. So let me go ahead and move on. So this year, y'all, don't judge me. I decided to kind of reach out of my zone and think about some, listen to other artists that I don't listen to. Certainly that's not in my generation. Cause I could easily listen to like Nas and Conway and all of these niggas constantly. And I do, um, you know what I mean? But I kind of switched it up. So my fourth song or my fourth album and song of the year is uh nba young boys 3800 degrees That's that album surprising. was very surprising so yeah. when i said that wayne was like yo what the fuck are you talking about bro and i'm like <laughs> hold up bro if you like cash money records you're gonna like this album if you like silk the shocker and juvenile you're gonna like this album and he was like what do you mean i'm just like you just gotta listen to it because this album was literally like a concept album bringing you back to that time, but by NBA Youngboy, the dude that you would never think. So I'm gonna play a little bit of it. I fucks with this album. It just really brought me back to like 98, 99, 2000s. All right, let's go ahead and get it. 
Yeah, as you can tell by the cover. <laughs> it's real intentional, you heard me? Now check this. We ain't with none of that water with bad shit. I'm a preacher to the ladies, I'm gonna give it to you raw. You hear me? Whatever I bring it, that's how I'm gonna bring it. Just catch it. It's some real dice. I shouldn't have said shit. I ain't tripping. They don't fuck with me. They fuck them. You don't want your boy, baby? Come on, know you love me. Yeah, real proper than my head. And it's the shit I love. Yeah. See me soldiers down and I'm good. I wish you motherfucking good. I wish you motherfucking do it. Yeah, chop came out wood. Okay, come play right there. I up and spray. They gon' tell you about how I feel. Plus, I see everybody that fuck that trick. Ain't safe with side bait words. Nah, they ain't wanna see me on. They ain't wanna see me sell out my tools. They ain't glad that I came home. They ain't wanna look out for my chain. Matter of fact, I'm back out to get his face. Don't fuck with him. Tell him let's do it. Turn for all the men. I'ma get it in. Grind it to the 10. I've been going through it. Six in your head. Shoot on the man. I zip the man. Find you a new one. Hold up. Nah. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Y'all niggas want to go work out or you want to listen to some real ghetto shit? This guy got it. I'm <laughs> he so is mad upset. as hell. Bro, I'm so upset at myself at how much I like that shit, man. I really am. Ain't it surprising? Like, wow. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really, really a dope album. Like Chi Chi said, um, oh yeah, that's that Hot Boys era. Yes, it is. That really is Hot Boys right there, man. The whole he's just he's way more aggressive than them cats. But I really like. I just had fun listening to that album. I was like, yeah, I, this is the type of shit I remember listening to. It was all over the hood, like for like three summers straight. Hot Boys had it, man. The Hot Boys had it for real. And they all the way off from up north. Niggas started wearing Reeboks again and Jabos. Like that's dumb cats, man. Like, that's dumb balls. So, like, for you to stretch all the way from down there to up here, up north, that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate him doing that. So, let's go ahead, man, to your number three, big homie. What's your number three uh, album, song of the year? Again, man, my number three, a lot of people said they didn't like it, but I liked it. I thought it was a pretty cool, pretty smooth album, man. It was uh, uh, Jack Harlow, uh, Come Come Home, The Kids Miss You. Uh, I thought it was a pretty dope album. I don't know why nobody would have liked it that much, man, but it was cool to me. He has a song on there called uh, I Do Anything to Make You Smile. It was um, mm -hmm. that was probably one of the dopest songs on there to me. But, uh, yeah, man, if y'all just want to listen to something a little different, you know, that Jack Carlo, I, you know, you know, Phyllis said that it sounds a little different than his first album. I really didn't listen to his first album at all. You right, know? right, right. So I listened to this one. I'm like, yo, this is dope, man. I know why people was hating on it, but. <laughs> Jack Harlow is one of the most underrated spitters out here. He writes a lot of music for a lot of cats y'all don't know about. Uh, you can look it up and see. But, like, Jack Harlow is actually nice, man. Um, he's, like, top tier in his generation in terms of bars and, like, songs. And he puts a good song together. Everyone I know loved First Class. I don't know nobody that hated that song. I didn't like I didn't, it. I didn't, but I didn't like but it. everybody else was like, First Class. That's smart, man. That's that's good marketing. I'm gonna make this song with a hook that everybody and their mom know. I'm gonna go ahead and spit my little bars on it, make it easy. <laughs> she yeah. said, "Okay, read this. Go ahead, Wayne. Yeah. Read that." <laughs> right, uh, like said, Jack Carlo has skills, but he gives me high. My name is Dave. Series now. Nah, okay, I, okay. <laughs> hey, I don't know, but Chica, don't you think Dave Dave can spit in that corny kind of way? They you know, see, I think Jack, Jack Carlo kind of gives me like white Drake wannabe feels. You know what I mean? 
That's 1,000%. I agree with you, Wayne, yeah. that he does. But I also feel where it's Chi-Chi coming from because he does look like Lil Dicky. <laughs> but it, that's who she's talking about, right? Like, yeah, 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 I yeah, feel, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Like, And if you never watched, you got a show called Dave, right? Um, yeah. And like Chi-Chi said, Dave can spit. But Dave is more like he's a comedian type nigga. Jack is a little bit more serious, but damn, do they look alike? Damn, <laughs> is they swag similar. So, you know, you don't know who takes serious. Kind of like a little bit of a young gravy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all know who young or, or I think his name is Lil. Yeah, Young Gravy. If you don't know who Young Gravy is, he looks just like Jack. He can spit, but not like Jack. But let's go ahead and play a little bit of this song, man. I like this song. It's a nice vibe. Alright, here we go. Bam. Hey. And he rep for his city, so I love that. I ain't, I ain't never gonna hit a nigga to rep for his city. Ever. I do anything to make you smile, bitch. Travel around the world and come back home and now my style switch. They say I get spicy when I step out. This ain't mild shit. I hit that last night and she already feeling the style too. 500,000 Just for me to hit my love dance Then I'm bouncing You know that the break keep coming Golden corral, bitch You know that the head keep coming Cause she's a down Ooh, nice dress But your birthday suits a better outfit Mic check Can you hear me now? Cause I just dialed it I'm Jack But I came up with the fucking fountain My OG's moving mountain I'm cutting up like showers I'm bouncing I think I need some counseling I'm bouncing I think I need some I'm bouncing I think I need some counseling I'm bouncing I think I need some I do anything to make you smile, bitch. Travel around the world and come back home and now my style switch. They say I get spicy when I step out. This ain't mild shit. I hit that last night and she already feel nostalgia. All right, so, and I would like to say one more thing. Like Chi Chi just said, she took the words right out of my white mouth. Yup, that's the white Drake. For real. That's the younger white Drake. And absolutely. I would say that. I always give credit to a motherfucker, and this is what Homage always talks to me about a lot, too, is that I always give credit to a person that's able to determine what type of style or type of, like, how their voice matches with a certain type of beat. And he mastered that, and that takes time in the booth. That takes experimenting, hearing beats, and you think you sound good on it, rapping on it, and seeing if it's real. And that's exactly what that boy did. And that boy has a, he, every time he pick a beat, it matches perfectly with his voice and his cadence. It's just, you know, the fact that Cadence is Drake. Uh, he, he does Absolutely. look like a clown that's trying to be hard. Like, stop. Yes. But I do think that might be him, though. Not the hard part, but, like, with the big chains and all that stuff, I don't know. I, like, I don't the, know. I saw him with the, with, the, with the jerseys on and shit. I'm like, well, But he played basketball, though. You, he be right, out there. Right. He does the competitive basketball shit with the uh, celebrities and shit. But but one so more he, thing about yeah. this album, I always when I listen to it, it's, it's so much of Drake that I feel like either Drake wrote it or like Drake's writers helped him write it. Yeah, it I think Drake was in there with a lot of his producers, and he does. Yeah. It's really a Drake album. But if you're trying to be the next Drake, you know what I'm saying? Who you online to? Everybody say you sound right. like this nigga. Fuck it. Right. But that's why I ain't really like the album a lot. But I feel where you coming from. Um, she said with the dogs, like, stop. Hey, maybe that's the homies. <laughs> maybe that's maybe she got the dogs, and you know, we got the homies. <laughs> oh, god, man, y'all crazy as hell. All right, so let me go ahead to my uh third song. I'm gonna keep it short and brief. 
straight up and down because I don't really got that much to motherfucking say uh, on this one. My third album of the year is Kanye, or excuse me, Conway the Machine. God doesn't make mistakes. And the song that I feel like is the best song off of that album is uh, John Wick Flick. So I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of this shit right here. I ain't got to say too much when it comes to my home. Let's go ahead and get to the, get to the fucking bars. You heard me? The niggas brought the hood back, Look, man. They brought that shit back. Bad, niggas, we taking over. Had to change the flow up. Now I'm in the Maybach, sipping the spade mimosa. Take a big and make a quota with the baker soda. Pray that Jehovah came with the shoulder straps. Pray it's over. Wait, hold up. You motherfuckers see the Uzi with the motherfucking silencer, him holding the baby. Shut the fuck up. are like non-stop bars bro yeah it's like, insane like no hook non-stop bars man <laughs> and the hook is bars nigga the hook yeah, is yeah. basic <laughs> they just oh, trying to get back to the bars nigga. <laughs> that's wild yo man oh some real shit man you and Hom need to do some shit like that together man i know that we would love to man we would love to like that we would love to man bro that should be heavy man she said she, she said is he holding the baby what the fuck <laughs> that's the that's the <laughs> shot 80 what well, was it he said shot 80 made the baby wake up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he uh yeah, he did he did kill that shit. Hamas killed two of those joints. Uh that piano love is the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the piano love is a joint. We played that homage, believe it or not, on one of our live streams when it first had came out, and uh Distro Kid did a copyright strike on our shit <laughs> because of the uh freestyle that you had did. <laughs> That shit was fucking dope, man. I really appreciate that shit. Yeah, you did kill that shit. So Conway, good album this year. Amazing, amazing, amazing album. Really glad for him. He keep going. So you go ahead, bro. What's next for you, man? I think you're on your number two. Oh, my number two? All right, man. My number two is um, none other than a, a great Pusha T. And that's uh, the album is Almost Dry. Uh, he came out this year. Uh, just killed it like i remember him doing an interview with the breakfast club and he said that he was talking to pharrell and pharrell was like yo man you need you need like a classic album you know you need like an album that's going to be classic and it's going to go mainstream and they i think they tried it again two producers pharrell and kanye and it came out with mm -hmm. a beautiful album man beautiful great album and uh even even your boy uh, uh tom brady said that it was his favorite album of the year man Yep. So, but yeah, one of his, the dopest album, one of the dopest songs on the album is uh, Let the Smokers Shine the Coops. It's one of my favorites, bro. So, yeah, man, go ahead and play that one real quick. Dope-ass album if y'all haven't listened to it yet. 
Yes, sir. And please make sure y'all hit the like button because this video is insanely demonetized because we're playing all this shit from all these people. So we ain't monetized. So go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and subscribe if you're not subscribed. Let's go ahead and hit it up, bro. This is the Jimmy Kimmel joint. It's almost dry. Here with the song, let the smokers shine the coops. Push a team. And by the way, the fact that late night TV shows got black people on there for one is amazing. But they got black rappers talking about pushing coke and selling drugs. Shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. Shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So we appreciate you supporting the culture. You heard me? That's what that was, y'all. If y'all heard like that beat, that's somebody over there hitting them little pads with their fingers. Bing, boom, bing, boom, bing, boom, boom, boom. That's what that is. That's all that is. So, again, like Chi Chi just said, come on now. I love Pusha T, my top five for years now. Let's go. Like, Pusha T, for real, for real, is the dude that's keeping like the shit that we grew up on in like the late 80s and early 90s in the East Coast alive. He's the only right. one that's really, really, really doing it. You know, Conway and like Griselda, they're all new cats, but this motherfucker been doing this since what? 97, 2000, 2004, maybe? I can't fucking remember. It was you know like 2003. That's when Laura Willen came out. I remember I was, I was, a, I think a junior or a senior in high school when Laura Willen came out. I got that shit. I remember it. But yeah, I but think it's, it's, think it about has to be before man. that because I was freestyling off the grinder beat when I was in middle school. Okay. So okay. it might have been like 2000. I can't. I think it was like, man, that made me ninety nine. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. All right. So Wayne, I'm gonna go ahead and just put yours out. You said your number one album is uh was of course Mr. Round the Big Steppers. We already played. Right. Thank you, Hamas. Hamas said O two. Yeah, that makes more sense, huh? O two sounds about right to me. O two sounds about right. So um, my number one album this year is the Forever Story by JID. And uh, he has a song called Crack Sandwich. This album, I think, caught everybody by surprise. It definitely caught me by surprise. He's, it sounded to me like a Rich Kid Mad City without all the, the cuts. You know what I'm saying? 
What an amazing album. If y'all have not checked this album out, I promise you, certainly everybody that's listening to us and fans of us, you're going to love this shit. Like, if you like the way I rap, you like the way Homage rap, you're going to love this album. It's a beautiful, dope story. And before I play it, Wayne, go ahead and share just one more recap of your number one, which is, you know, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by uh, K-Dot. Yeah, uh, so Miss Morale and the Big Steppers, another um, song off that album that I like is Crown. And Crown was, I think it was just, uh, you know, a low-key track, but I think it held the most emotion, you know? Yeah. I think it kind of battles with that, I guess, the inner demon that you have when you have that that side of you that wants to just go out and uh, do things that you know you shouldn't do or spend what you shouldn't spend, you know? And, And I think that's sometimes harder than, like, demon of you and fighting other people you know that's fighting that thing inside of yourself is kind of tough you know mm-hmm. so again that was just one of those um another one of the stories on on the album that made the album so great i think honestly i think every song on the album had like its own story you know like, i don't think it was necessarily just you know one story being told at once i think that it was like each song was telling a different story that we all could connect with but we never really heard it i don't know if it, you know people really took it that way but right but yeah, but I, I honestly think that nobody's really gonna touch that album this year, uh, next year, and the next couple of years, honestly. Yeah, you might be right, man. It's an album you can sit with for years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a it's a work of art type shit. And the video is really complex and detailed. So good album. My favorite album of this year is uh True Story. Or uh sorry. Let me pull up my goddamn list. There's too much shit going on. Here we go. <laughs> There we go. Thanks, everybody. All right, hold on. Yeah, The Forever Story by J.I.D. Uh, right. So let's go ahead and play a little bit of Crack Sandwich. Man, it's yeah. Look, you can tell a nigga like me ain't never had shit. RP, I miss my dogs like Mike Vick. Zombies in that midnight fog, them boys sick and fall victim to a gun brawl started over some bitches. Niggas tripping, they taking whatever's given. The irony when a nigga starving, gotta grip the biscuit, jump the fence, empty all the dishes out your kitchen. If you witness it, then click, 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 and they spill the grits, spill the kick. Fuck a fair catch, kill him. Who trying to take the hit? First take, go to first base. Stephen A. Smith West on the hip, talking shit like Skip or Shannon Sharp shooting off the top. And if I got to bring it to you, cobbles, then it's going to be sick. Put in my 10,000 hours while the clock still ticks on six. Five fingers with the suck my dick. Me and Izzy with slap box and nigga bust my lips. Start fighting. Little brother on some tough guy shit. But if you ever did me wrong, he on some what's right shit. Bust a left. Feel the pressure like the bus pipe drip. Blood red. Rum sipping. They ain't cut like this. Mama. Yo, that's the one fucking thing I hated about growing up in the hood was motherfucking slap boxing. I hated that shit. For real, it always ended up in a mother. It always ended up in a fight. I swear to God. And my arms are, you know, short. Ain't I can't reach top of shit. You know what I mean? It's definitely not no goddamn shelf. So you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I always had to get in real close. And then you obviously your hand going, you end up hitting the nigga. I got in so many fights slap boxing in the hood because of that. I hate that shit, man. No, and I also hate. For, bro. That's what it was for, man. I, I hate, but it does prepare you though, right? It's really for yeah, you know. But you're supposed to do it with the homies, but everybody end up wrestling. It's always some, it's always some static. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. usually everybody be like, whatever, man. Let's go smoke a, you know, what I mean, a blunt. Yeah, chill. right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but still though, talk shit the whole time. You know, I fucked you up, nigga. I fucked you up. You know what I mean? But yeah. good old hood days. All right, y'all. So I hope y'all appreciate our list. Um, 
Yeah, Chi Chi, you gotta go ahead and check him out, man. He does sound a little bit like K Dot with that twang in his voice, but I think he's from Atlanta. So it's a little bit different, but the bars are there, man. That boy, that boy got bars out this world, and his songs are really well put together. He mixed the elements with the singing and having different R and B artists and stuff coming there. So he makes like really good projects. So nice album to listen to. Definitely a lot of nice album to drive to. Uh, the one thing I can also say one more time about that Mr. Morale album, it's a beautiful album to drive to as well. Real nice and easy. It's some slow points in it, but you know, you can easily go ahead and like skip one or two songs, but the rest of the album is just good to ride to. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of songs, he's getting on some deep shit, talking about cheating on his wife and shit, but you know. All right, so the next thing we're gonna talk about is our top five list for movies. Yeah, this is what I was waiting on, baby. This is what Wayne is waiting on. And I'm gonna switch it up a little bit, Wayne. I want you to go ahead and just do your top five for movies. No, man, that ain't no fun. It is fun, that? nigga, because it's no, gonna take a hundred years. Yeah, but we need to, but we need to <laughs> set a hundred years. <laughs> no, man, because we need to talk about like each movie, bro, and why you're wrong in your movie selection. Oh, this guy here. All right, go ahead, man. We'll just do it the way we was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ghetto, ghetto records. <laughs> go ahead, nigga. What's your first top five movie since you the movie connoisseur over in this piece? You know what's I your try, What's your number uh, five, Wayne? Okay, so my number five is gonna be uh, <laughs> uh, Barbarian. It's the horror movie that came out earlier this year. Oh, spoiler uh, alerts for every, all of these oh, movies. Man. If you ain't Crazy seen them, spoiler alerts. spoiler alerts. If you don't got the fire stick like Rita, get the fucking fire stick and watch these movies or HBO Stop Max. Stitching, nigga, that shit's still illegal. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> God, they don't care oh. at all. So uh, Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. So crazy spoilers, y'all. Just to let y'all know, man. Um, so yes, Barbarian is the horror movie that came out early this year. It it it, it kind of shone the light on the Airbnb. It, it, you know, it you know, it took a new um it took a new spin. And now now you're scared to go and live in other people's houses, which should have been some weirdo shit in the first place. I think. I think the Airbnb shit is just a little weird, you know. It's it, cameras. It's, they all got cameras. So it, I'm gonna focus on It has to, bro. I don't I, you know, but yeah. I mean, anyway, y'all do yeah. y'all, man. It's not, and it's not even like cheaper than a hotel, but you know, it's not. But yes, uh, so in the movie, a barbarian, right? So you got Justin Long in the movie, right? And he's an actor. He plays an actor in the movie, but he finds out that he gets caught up in a rape scandal, right? Which I thought was pretty creative to put in the movie. I also thought it was a little iffy. Like I'm like, uh, you know, it's right around that time, like five years ago, when the whole Me Too thing started, you know, so. It's right. kind of crazy to kind of, you know, put that in entertainment right now, but, you know, good for them that they did it. But either way, yeah, he gets caught up in the rape scandal and he has to, you know, uh, go away and, and kind of hide out a little bit. But he also has assets and he bought a house and now he's trying to get that house together. And that house just so happened to be where um, it's in the hood, dilapidated hood. And mm -hmm. it also happens to be where this other lady is what was staying in, you know. Right. So, um, so you know, fast forward a little bit. Uh, there's this big crazy uh monster who has breasts. It's actually a woman. They ain't telling the whole movie for real. I'm just gonna get like, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so and then at the end, and then at the end, you know, you kind of think that Justin Long has kind of turned a new leaf, but nah, nigga, he grabs this girl that he saved in the whole fucking movie. Grabs her by the hair and throws her off the fucking top of a building, bro. And you're just sitting there like, yo, what the fuck? Because you just don't expect that shit, man. That shit is absolutely, it was crazy to me, bro. It was absolutely crazy to me, man. Let me play the clip. Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. By the way, this shit is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and Homie said he ain't like that joint. So let me go ahead and uh, play this clip. It's going to be very violent. So okay. I like violence, just watch yourself. So my favorite part of that movie is that the fact that it's based in Detroit. I why really, really, part, bro? <laughs> I think that the, the reason why that's my favorite part is because there is so much potential when you drive into those like dilapidated neighborhoods yeah. where it's like, you know, gentrification is over. People is left because too much black people moved in and then the whole community is falling under. There's so much stuff that you can hide out there, bro. Like dead bodies kind of like on some wire shit um you know like uh crazy underground tunnels and houses so i thought that that was a, a awesome element to add to the movie and the fact that her airbnb was in the hood and when she did her interview in the movie she was just like she was like yeah i'm staying over there that was just like you staying over there <laughs> why are you staying over there like bitch you don't get a hotel like what are you doing then which you should have fucking took pee to when somebody's like oh that's what you saying <laughs> Yeah, I would have been like, like oh, no, no, it's the hotel. I'm standing at the hotel down here, nigga. I would have left my shit right the fuck there, bro. They exactly. Like, doing. she was just like, what? And then she's talking about, oh, somebody was already there. I'm like, oh, hell nah. So, thought it was a really, really dope movie. Great concept. Multiple elements into the movie. Uh, the story is like, it's kind of like two movies. So, it's like one yeah. main character, then it's like another main character. So, dope movie. Hamas said he ain't like it. Hamas in the comments, let us know why you didn't like this joint. Like, let yeah, me know. Yeah, if it wasn't know. too scary for you, or you thought the story was yacht, let me know, man. But yeah, everybody, y'all should check that shit out. That, that movie is the bomb. Me and, uh, me and Courtney watched that joint, and I watched it another time by myself just to watch it again. That's how much I like that shit. Did you, um, did you have that on your list? Uh, yeah, Barbarian is on my list. It sure is. Yep, Barbarian's uh, number one, hold up, one, two, three, four. It's number four, so okay. that's number four on my list. All right, okay. so my number five movie is called Tar. So the reason why I like Tar is because I saw this movie, ain't nobody tell me about it. I ain't watched no trailers. It was just Courtney like, yo, we're going to the movies. We're going to watch this movie. He said, he, Hamid said that the story was whack <laughs> and the ending. I like Man, the ending, bro, because remember, remember Hamas, he said the dude, the, the black homeless dude was like, yo, there's, that's not even the worst thing that's down there. So I'm like, oh, they're going to make like part two to this shit if it does well. But we're going to see. I feel where you're coming from. I did like the story with the crazy psycho rapist serial killer nigga, but hey, to each their own, man. To each their own. Hamas, let me know what's your favorite movie from this year, man. You know what I mean? Let us know. So, all right. So my number five movie uh, of the year is tar and i like tar because um i'm working on writing me and wayne working on writing like a little short series where we have like uh short movies like you know and uh it's like horror based so i thought that this movie and the way that they did the dialogue was awesome i'm a little bit of like a, a like a you know movie nerd so i really like this so i'm gonna just play like a little one minute clip of it I thought it was a dope movie, a dope movie about uh, how you can have power and you can use power to manipulate other people to do what you want, certainly on like a sexual tip, on some more quick pro quo shit, and how it can be a man or a woman. It could be 
uh, a woman that's straight or a lesbian, which it was in this case. I'm gonna go ahead and play like a quick, uh, go ahead, a quick clip for y'all. Time is the thing. <laughs> Time is, is the essential piece of uh, interpretation. You cannot start without me. I start the clock. Now my left hand, shapes, but my right hand, the second hand, marks time and moves it forward. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means that time stops. Now, the illusion is that, like you, I'm responding to the orchestra in real right, time, making right. the decision about the right moment to restart the thing or reset it or throw time out the window altogether. The reality is right from the very beginning i know precisely what time really? it is and the exact moment that you and i will arrive at our destination together yeah see that whole movie is about time. um that whole movie is really about a conductor she's a conductor uh, like i said spoiler alerts again she's a conductor and like i think the phil harmonic or something like really big overseas and as a conductor she uh, has a lot of power and like she has her first chair and all of that stuff. Her first chair is actually her wife, but she ends up sleeping around with like a violinist that was like first violinist or whatever. And that first violinist killed herself and blamed her for it. But you don't really know that until like a whole hour and a half until the movie already started. Shit starts to pop up on her. And then as soon as she like that happens because of the Me Too movement, she get canceled quick. And then she's out over in China doing like a small show because she lost everything. She lost a child, she lost a wife. And she lost like her uh her position and she was one of the biggest conductors in the world so i feel like it just shows that the me too movement was crazy people got in trouble fast uh if you did anything you could easily get in trouble plus the dialogue in the movie was excellent as well as the mu the music so it was a good movie to me i thought it was art at its finest when it comes to filming like the art of film it was really there man so Go ahead. You want to go ahead and tear this movie apart for me. The fuck you got to say, man. All right. So I did watch. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch this movie uh, for your suggestion, and I, I, you know, I checked it out. Um, and I think this was a fake ass Whiplash wannabe. Now, if you remember the movie Whiplash, that's with the um, with the dude with the drums and everything, and the guy's trying to teach him how to be a better drummer and all, but he's the he does it with the excuse me the toughest love of all time, right? I kind of feel that same way. That I kind of got this vibe from this movie here. Um, also, what I didn't like is we spoke about this yesterday. Um, how it the whole movie was pretty much about like her, the things happening to her, you know, and then like the last few minutes or the last twenty minutes or so, it's like the downfall of her. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like how the downfall was just like so sudden. But like we said yesterday, that's kind of how it usually happens like you build your whole life up to get to this certain spot and then when something happens to you it's like you were just never even known you know it's yep. just like a quick downfall you're replaced and you're out of here and also at the end of the movie she was the top conductor and she went to like conducting a um like a uh what do you call those things like a um a comic-con or something like that she was conducting in a comic-con where people were dressing mm -hmm. up in, in a small yeah, uh, yep. opera, but she still got to do what she wanted to do. You see what I mean? But she had to go have... from the lowest, the highest level to like literally the lowest level besides like that. being a high school teacher. And she was in a whole country where it was just like, she wasn't even respected as being a woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like 
Remember when she went to the bathhouse? Yeah. They thought she wanted to have sex. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's a different culture. <laughs> but man. she like, still got to do what she wanted to do. Like, for instance, and this is just an example, you know, I'm not saying I'm on his side or anything. You have someone like a Bill Cosby who word just got out that he's about to start going on tour again. And everybody's yep. like, this nigga, like, come on, like, what's going on? Whereas I know this is just a movie. And I, I, I get it, you know, but where she's still doing uh, at a much lower, uh, um, a much lower uh, grade than what she was before, but she's still mm -hmm. being able to do what she wanted to do her whole life. You know? Yeah. That's that white privilege, you know? Wait a minute. Hamid said the Northman was number one for him. You know what? I always wanted to see that. I didn't watch that. I watched year, that. Man. I watched that movie, Hamid. Let's talk about that for one quick second. That was a good movie in terms of war. I love the beginning where the king got murdered. <laughs> I thought that shit was crazy. But it does teach you a lot about the responsibility of having to take over the crown and uh, how betrayal happens all the time. And no matter if it's the Vikings or if it's niggas in the hood, it always happens. It always happens the same way. It's always like the person that's right next to you, bro. It always takes try to take your spot. So that's a dope-ass war movie. And it was a good story as well. So The Northman is in my top 10. Definitely in my top 10. So yeah, that's a good movie, man. If you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. Because it's like... You gonna see some, you gonna see some real, real looking fighting. You know what I mean? It was dope too. I like the gods and everything. They talked about that. That that movie was set up nice, man. All right, so I still think Tar is a good movie, but I feel where you're coming from, Wayne. It's a really niche movie. It's made really for white people, and I just happened to watch it. One more thing too. You talk about the dialogue, man. Look here. You get better dialogue in Kevin Smith movies. Like go watch Clerks. Go watch Clerks Two. Go watch Chasing Amy. That's better dialogue. And we're talking about like one shot dialogue. And my number one movie, I believe, had like that better dialogue um, uh, feeling than Tar did. But you yeah, know. this scene that I showed, she goes on for 10 minutes. The real scene is 10 minutes. And she's doing that with no cuts. Right. So, you know, and it sounds natural. It sounds like she ad limited, but I actually got a copy of the script and she's not. So, you know, you might not think that's amazing. That's fine. But I think that that shit is something that you never will ever, ever, ever see. Yeah. Uh, Edgy said that her favorite movie of uh, the year was uh, The Woman King. The Woman King, excuse me. So, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't checked that movie out. So maybe my list is fucked up. I also didn't see Avatar either. So, you know, I don't know a lot of niggas that seen Avatar. Some people did, but yeah, right. yeah. I ain't gonna see it yet. You know, it's a little bit too much uh, flu and shit running around. So I ain't seen that movie yet, but I'm going to check out The Woman King, and if I have to do a retraction, I'll let you know, sis. For real, for real. All right, bro. Before we go to the next movie, man, real quick, Kate Blanchett is ugly as shit. I hate watching her movies, man. I think she looks like uh, Brad Pitt, the interview with a vampire. Uh, so I, I hate having to watch movies with her in it because she's just such a disaster to look at, but I just want to throw that in there. All right, well, next time, we're, next time we're replaced with Megan Thee Stallion, some shit that you, you like know. visually, and just say, fuck the actress and all this beautiful talent she got because she's some white basic broad. Good job, man. Nice, like nice chance. Hey, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> El Racos. <laughs> Good old 2020 racism. Right on. Right on cue. All right, bro. So what's your uh, next movie for uh, number four? Number four? Okay, so my number four movie is um, uh, Nope. Number four movie is going to be Nope. And that was the uh, Jordan Peele movie about, you know, the aliens. And I, I watched the movie when it first came out. <laughs> and when I watched it, I was like, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, an alien, right? But I watched yeah, the movie when it first ways. came out. I went to the theaters. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, when I got done watching, I was like, black people aren't going to like this movie. Because, you know, we love to support Jordan Peele, and that's great, and that's wonderful. But my first thought after leaving that movie was like, we are not going to like this movie. I loved it. I thought it was great. But I was like, nope, it's, it's, it's going to be hated on by everybody, you know? And I get it. My thing about that movie is you don't, like, people wanted to see an alien alien. You know, like, people wanted to see his idea of what an alien looks like. And then right. all you got was, like, this cloud with, that kind of looked like a cowboy hat that kind of opened up and sucked people in. And people was, um, that that's was just like, but, I, but my thing is <laughs> like this. That's Eddie what I'm saying, Angie. And Angie, <laughs> like this, look, though, what does an alien look like? You know what I mean? Like an alien. We have really a look thought, but is it real? Right, right. You know what I mean? So, but I get it, though. You wanted something maybe a little bit more scary, a little that's bit. That's what the trailer you know? showed. It showed some fucking aliens. And you know what, Wayne? That's the clip was, I got, too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let me show the clip. Because this is my favorite part of this movie. I thought it was fucking hilarious. i kill somebody. <laughs> 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 Yo, edgy dumb, y'all. <laughs> oh, shit. Nigga, let me see that. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God. Y'all would have picked up one of them pitchforks, bro. Actually, he did the smart thing. He's I'm trying to get this footage. <laughs> Fuck you talking about. Oh, he bro. did the smart thing. I'm trying to get paid, nigga. Oh no. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> This thing got a flip phone. <laughs> what generation he in? lucky he didn't get smoked. Uh, if that was me, <laughs> I would have did what Conway said. 80 rounds and woke the baby up. <laughs> real, yeah. real. Man. She that said, dude said nope. Ass. She said nope, nope and still started, kept recording. I'm like, fuck out of here, nigga. I'm, I'm, come on, man. <laughs> and as she changed her mind, she said, matter of fact, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> see, I knew, I see, that's, I knew it, bro. I knew it. Black people ain't gonna like this movie, man. I absolutely knew it, bro. And it, had, actually, it was, Fucking the uh OJ and, and his sister was making a nigga throw up, man. You know what I mean? The nigga was sucking everything. Hey, come on, man. You trying to tell me that scene where he was sucking everybody in? Like it didn't make you a little claustrophobic. Yes, I thought the movie was great. So, like the, the the blood rain coming down on the house. That was that part was where the thing really turned up. She said, I watched this shit on the plane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> watch that shit on the big screen. You heard mm -hmm. me? Like, or on your phone, at least. I really like that movie. I think it's available on um, Peacock, if y'all got Peacock. Yeah, it's on Peacock. You know what I'm saying? It's on Peacock. So I watched it again just, you know, to get out of the theater experience, man. And that shit was fire. I really, really love the movie, the way it was written. I like the, uh, the whole thing about man trying to control nature is what I thought the whole movie was about. 
man trying to control nature, man trying to film it, man trying to conquer it, man trying to, you know, take take over it. And that's the reason why that shit didn't work. That thing was basically unstoppable. Um, also, the fact that we don't know what aliens are, so sky squids could be possible. And the fact that this was his version of a Jaws movie. It just was in reverse. So Jaws is about a big-ass, unstoppable animal in the ocean, a shark, obviously, that is that attacks, and you have to face it, right? Man has to conquer this monster. It was just in reverse. So instead of this, the, it being the sea, it was the sky. And the sky is way more scary than the sea because the sky is around us all the time. So anything that want to come down there and fuck us up, it can happen. Period. So... That's the reason why. That's also my number four movie of the year. Okay. I don't know how you're going to tear my list up when we got like three of the same fucking movies, but whatever, nigga. Okay. Actually, you know what? It was, it was more so about Tar. I just wanted to... I, obviously, that. you just didn't like yeah. that movie because he's yeah. racist. No, but the thing is, I did, <laughs> he's I did sexist. not like it. It was, a, it, was a, it was a fine movie. I just didn't think like it was top five fine. But, you know, I, I'm not, I, I still... It's still cool. See, and you're looking at every cloud out the window. Mm-hmm. Fucking scared as death. Everybody, on. everybody who watched the movie, do me a favor. Everybody who watched Nope, go online and see if you can find um there's this comparison to where Nope was actually about uh black people in the uh Hollywood industry, in the movie industry, and how it was all like, you know, OJ kept his head down and that stood for, you know, you know, white people in the industry keeping their head down to, you know, black people not getting any parts or getting any roles or not getting the respect in, in, in um, the uh, movie industry. So y'all yeah, look at that, read it over. It may just be like some conspiracy shit, but it was still just fun to read. I think that niggas need to stop trying to make his movies always be get out. <laughs> Sometimes <Yeah>. it's not. <laughs> All right. It's not, it's not, it's not get God out. damn, y'all. He ain't going to make no get out. He, he said he going to make a number, a, a part two to note before he makes another get out. Not happening. Okay. Wow. So, you know what I mean? She said, yeah, that crazy-ass monkey scene, too. Yeah, and I don't know about y'all, but, like, in the 80s, man, there was, like, 100 movies with, like, or 100 TV shows with animals in it. That shit was weird as fuck, man. Them motherfuckers did go off because that is actually based off a real story. It wasn't a chimp. It was, like, a, a monkey or a spider monkey or something. Ate somebody face off, and it was in a show or some shit. So that really did happen. You know what I mean? But anyway, all right, so my number four and your number four is the exact Three. same. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. My bad, yeah. Now, uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna go ahead. My number three is Barbarian, so that was your number five. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and go again. What's your number three movie? Okay, so did you want to say anything else about Barbarian before we go? No, nah, that shit was five. That's all I had to say about it. I already said enough. <laughs> so my number three movie is Don't Worry, Darling. Right now, like I told Fearless Man, like this movie, it has been done before, and he told mm-hmm. me it's been done another time too, and I didn't even realize. But yeah, yep, it had been, been done before. It, mm-hmm. it kind of deals with the whole uh, real world thing. Uh, and, yep. and I told him it was done by notably one of the most famous movies in the world. And that's The Matrix. We already seen like the real world and the fake world and all that other shit. Yep. This one was done differently. And I love the creativity behind it because it was, it was very um, uh, relevant to the times. And what it was is Harry Styles was pretty much a neck beard. Or or incel, you know, people who kind of listen Call to that motherfucker a neck beard. <laughs> yeah. You know those people who listen to Andrew Tate 
and uh and who else man who else are those losers that you know think that women are beneath them and shit like that and you kevin samuels and all that there you go there you go I fuck with kevin, kevin samuels yeah. Though, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah it turns out that he's one of these people and he his girlfriend he took her life away from her bro so just took it straight the fuck out away from her man she was a doctor kidnapped his own wife yeah man because he's a loser ass nigga yeah yeah it made her become a part of this just 1950s world because he couldn't get a fucking job it was ridiculous and like my top five movies are based on things that like i can't get out of my head and i just could not get out of the fact that that was so relevant and there if some shit like that was available that people would actually fucking do it yeah, hell yeah, people would do it. Let me go ahead and play a, a clip. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick bathroom break because the clip is a little long anyway, Wayne, if you need to do the same. We'll be right back. I'm going to go ahead and play it right now. Oh, Violet, where are you from? Pardon? I said, where are you from? Philadelphia. Hmm. I'm from Philadelphia. Yeah. Are you serious? Philadelphia. I didn't know that. I think <laughs> I like most of the women here are from Philadelphia or Baltimore or Chicago. I've noticed. Mm. You got anyone on the I, for one, do not miss no, the winters. No, no, no. I thrive in the sunshine, even though I'm alabaster skin. Oh, I love mm. the sunshine. I love the beach. Mm. What was the last beach you went to? Oh, fun fact about the beach. I read this. Yeah. Beaches are actually some of the filthiest places in the whole world. It's just a sandbox of disease. And... Peter, <laughs> do not say disease. It's the true. People. They need to know. I could probably guess Hilton Head, Cape Cod, or the Jersey Shore. And we all honeymooned in Sea Island or the Poconos or Niagara Falls. I think those are popular honeymoon destinations. Expensive. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, you, uh, you didn't finish your story. Mm. Bill over here is probably one of the worst I'm sorry, golf players. Peter, I'm not quite oh, finished. Not. Violet, where did you meet Bill? Uh, we met on a train to Boston. Boston. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped your ticket, and he bent down, picked it up, gave it to you, right? It is, yeah. That's how Margaret met Ted. Yeah, like one black people person in this movie. Am I right in thinking that that's how Debbie met? Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, it was. That's how they met. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous, honestly. It's such wow. a true story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't. We say now. Scenes you picked, man. You picked the one scene that I absolutely hated, man, because it made her look oh. stupid. And you know, I she did. That's why I liked it because yeah, he was yeah. like, Go ahead and say something, bitch, <laughs> and see what happened. Everybody, and then half of these motherfuckers is on in on it anyway, which is stupid. Right. So, I like I said, this movie, Stefford Wives, it reminds me of Stefford Wives personally, but uh, in general, yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And, yeah, and the one thing that I didn't like about this movie was the end where they, um, you know, they did what they did to Chris Pine. I didn't think that was necessary. Uh, I read that that was kind of like on some feminist shit, but I was yeah, like, why did she, why did, they, why did she smoke her? She said, it's my turn. Damn, bitch, you right, can't yeah, throw like, the nigga, you know, <laughs> can a nigga get a shot? What? You know what I mean? I really wanted the end uh, to be like, you know, she got out and I wanted to see like what those people look like. I wanted to see them like being let Emaciated. out of house. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, like Chris Pine would be like fat as shit, and of like, of course he would make some shit like this. You know, <laughs> I wanted to see them being like pushed out by police officers or shit like that. But you know, that was the only Word thing I really didn't like. Yeah, it was a good movie though. Uh, it didn't make my list, but it's in my top ten for the year. So I liked it. It was um, it was 
it was the technology was what I thought was dope because you could just put that in your mind and do like little dancing, the hypnotized thing. Your ass is in there. You in the fifties? But I don't know why. Uh, like men think that the nineteen forties and fifties is like the golden age of like you know trade wise and shit like that. But look, but look here though. You got to think about it. It's because look, the women were home cooking, cleaning. Uh, and then, of course, you want to come home to like a beautiful home, immaculate home and dinner being and, and a drink every day. He came home to a fucking drink. Like, of course, it's because it's, those times catered to men. You know what I mean? That's why I think they were so fucking fucked up, man. You know, women had no rights. They couldn't vote. They couldn't do anything. They can barely they had to go march. They yeah, fuck some you shit know, up. that's fucking crazy, bro. And, and the dudes are just like, look, this was a great time for me. You just make my drinks and I pay all the bills. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here with that shit. That's well, a good deal to me. So I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking, y'all. That's a good deal yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Look, it a little bit fifty-fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can do a little fifty-fifty, but you know, that motherfucker ain't gonna like that. So that's all I had to say about that movie. I really did like that movie, bro. So that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go now next to my number two because okay. I, you know, we already had Tar, Nope, and Barbarian was you know five, four, and three for me. So my number two is Prey. So in the chat, let me know who saw Prey. Let me know because it's on Hulu. If you and it should have been a, it should have been a, it should have been in the theaters, bro. It really, 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 really should have. The only reason why is because every time they make a Predator sequel, it bombs at the box yeah. office. Yeah. So they was like, "Fuck it, we ain't, this time, fuck it." But this was the best one they did since the. I like the second one. Personally, I think Predators 2 is insane. Like the best movie, Scorpio Ready. Yeah, huh? What you say? Back in the 80s. Yes. No, it came out in the 90s because it was about the it was really about the LA (laughs) gang wars. You know, but they they used Jamaicans and then they used uh Cubans. I think they was Cubans. Colombians. It was Jamaicans and it was Colombians. And then it was, you know, Predator going in there because it was hot as fuck and they was fighting. So, you know, P2 is fire, but P2 helps kind of bring around this movie. So let me just play a clip of Prey. Smoking that coke. Shit. <laughs> 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 
said, man. <laughs> she said, I can say he was the ugliest predator out of all of them. Yeah, he ain't he ain't fully evolved yet. So if you ain't watched Prey, me and Courtney had a great time watching that movie, man. A great time. Like that movie was dope. And it's about an Indian girl that um was on her reservation, right? And predators goes out there to hunt. And she has to, you know, help stop them. But that was when they was fucking up the French because the French was going over there enslaving, like, Indian girls and, like, get killing pelts and shit so they can take it back to, you know, France and whatever. So dope movie, dope movie about the uh, indigenous people and uh, about fighting and just, like, a crazy-ass predator. And it's back to his elements. Like, the first one, man, man versus beast, man versus monster. That's the some of the best movies ever. All right, bro. So number two, your number two movie, which I suggested to you, which should have really made my list on some other shit, but definitely should have. Go ahead, man. Talk about your number two movie of the year, bro. Uh, yeah. So my number two is gonna be uh, the Banshees of Insurian. Uh So yes, if y'all haven't watched that yet, it's on HBO Max. Uh, it is a movie with Colin Farrell, and it's about two best friends, and one of the best friends decided not to be friends anymore. That's it. One day they 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 always wake up and go to the bar and get them a pint. And one day Colin Farrell goes to and you're like, hey, you ready? And the dude's not talking to him. He's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And he just would not talk to him. Would not talk to him at all. And he's like, yo, this shit is crazy. So the dude pretty much said that he was boring and you know he's trying to move on with his life. And he even gave like some crazy ass um uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh an ultimate reason like. Oh yeah, ultimatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't yeah, stop yep. messing with me, if you don't stop talking to me, I'm gonna do this to myself. And I don't know if yeah. I'm gonna give it away, but you know. I know, man. It's the best part of the movie. Like, yeah, if you I don't know, stop talking to me. Yeah, I love this movie. I thought it was very unique. Yes, very much. I never seen anything like it. And I, I've had you know best friends. I don't fuck with people. I don't talk to no more. Shit like that on a regular basis. You know, my uh, best friend from where I'm from, I grew up with Bob. We still talk on a regular. But I've had other people in my life I don't talk to anymore, or I just cannot stand being around them, but I felt like it was an obligation. So imagine if you told that person that you can't stand being around, that you have to be around, you're just like, yo, don't talk to me no more. <laughs> Let me go ahead and play a clip of the movie, because I think it's really hard to explain what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Now I'm sitting here next to you, and if you're going back inside, I'm following you inside, and if you're going home, I'm following you there too. <laughs> now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. And if I've said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it, but I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too, Colin. Uh, with all my heart, I'll say sorry. Just stop running away from me like some fool of a moody school child. But you didn't say anything to me. And you didn't do anything to me. Well, that's what I was thinking, like. I just don't like you no more. <laughs> Hell no, bro. He's so hurt. What? <laughs> you do like me. I don't. You liked me yesterday. Oh, did I? Yeah. I thought you did. Ain't 
Ain't that some of the saddest shit you ever seen? <laughs> that's that's fucking fucked up, bro. Like you just one day just and you didn't like give him a warning or anything. He was just like, I don't want to be friends with. And what made him think of that? Was it just that morning he thought he didn't want to be friends with him no more? It's just some shit. That, and the movie that, doesn't explain like, yeah, nothing. None of it. Nothing. And the way it ends is bugged out so no, the way it ends is is exactly how it's supposed to end you know what that ended reminded me of what do you remember that martin episode um where at they they had gotten into an argument with each other it was like martin and gina and tommy and cole and pam and they was all like fighting against each other and it was like oh you know like this and part and then martin had kicked everybody out like he always does and they yep. was arguing with each other and they was leaving out the door and then pam was like hey y'all we still on for uh, we still on for that card game on Friday, and they was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. You gonna, gonna bring a drink and shit like that." It just makes it feel like, yo, like no matter what, if you real friends, no matter what you go go through, like you'll get over that shit eventually. It makes it take nope. hours, years, days, whatever, but you'll get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you still gonna be homies no matter what, bro. Yeah, you still you should still be homies and. But they ain't homies after this movie. Right, yeah, so y'all need to watch this shit. <laughs> they ain't no goddamn homies, bro. So yeah, yeah I love they, this they movie. Far, man, I told day. Wayne, I was like, yo, bro, you gotta watch this shit, bro. You're not gonna understand it. Like it's it's bugged out crazy. And he watched it, he felt the same way. So that's dope, man. That's a, that's a good movie. I fuck with that movie. All right, yo. Real, real different. Okay. So um my number one is something that I don't think you like. Your number one is a movie I did like, but it just ain't make my list. So let's go with your number one first, bro. Tell them about what's your number one movie of the year. Okay, man. So my number one movie of the year, the best movie of 2022, is um, Hunk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. To me, that movie, uh, it surprised me at being the best movie of the year, too. For me, I think it should have been nominated. I think Sterling Brown and Regina um, always get I don't them mixed know. up. Regina Hall and Regina King get them mixed up. But Regina Hall, I believe, she should have been nominated as well. Yep. Um, I think it was. It, it surprised me on how great of a movie it was because I expected mm-hmm. it to be like a little comical about like the black church and everything. But the comedy in this movie, it was just really hard to laugh at. It was yep. just like too tough to really laugh at. The comedy was like more, it was more introspective. And then it's one of those movies that you kind of cringe at because if it's not you that you're looking at while watching the movie, then you're seeing this play out for this person that you have an emotion towards. And it's right. like really hard to laugh at because it's just so tough to really muster, you know? And I honestly believe, like, if y'all haven't watched this movie yet, please go into it. And I, this is going to sound absolutely stupid, but hear me out. Please go into it not thinking that this is about church. Go into it not thinking that this is about the black church or the mega church or pastors and mega pastors and how they and how we give all of our life and money to these pastors and to these churches and thinking that we're giving it to God. Put all of that that this movie is is, is like focused on and put it to the side and try to find the real meaning in this movie. And when I watched it, when I watched it, the real meaning to me was that black women have nowhere to go to. They are the they are the stones and they are the rocks and they are the pillars of our community. And when they get tough, when times get tough, when things get you know, they carry that shit on their shoulders. They have nowhere to run. They have nowhere to go to. And it's always like, well, praise God or get on your knees and pray. And I'm like, no, 
people need answers. People not only just need somebody to talk to, they need somebody that'll help them understand. And I feel like black women don't do that. And also black men, like we make our black women look like fools sometimes. And I think that's what it looked like to me at the end of that movie, you know? But um, Phyllis, what did you feel about it, man? So I felt that the movie uh, had a lot to do with uh, people that's in the closet, man. And um, how that shit needs to kind of be dead, just be who you are. And how much that shit is in the black church that they don't really talk about. I mean, certainly on the mega church type shit. And how you can have a good mission to be like, yo, I want to teach God to people and I want to get disciples and I want to, you know, help lead my community. But it can easily, like, real easily get switched to, like, yo, I'm using this money for, like, to build a bigger church. And I'm building this money so I can have clothes. And God wants to bless me with this Bugatti. And, like, right. it's just a, so many different elements of the black church. Certainly, like, living in Atlanta. Like, living in Atlanta, I was surrounded by mega churches. My, my pastor had a fucking helicopter. So he can go from his church to the other church that he had that was like miles away and he knew he couldn't get there on time if he took like the roads because Atlanta traffic is bad. Like that's like another level, you know what I'm saying, of like success. And you can't say you get that from your job because he was a biologist. Yeah, but he wasn't making like that type of guap. But you know, he claimed he ain't take nothing from the church. I don't know what was going on. But it's just so many elements that this movie represents. And it's really based off of half of a... It's kind of based off a true story a little bit. Yeah. About yeah. Uh, Eddie Long. You know, Bishop Eddie Long, which who died. But Eddie Long was caught up in that uh, that scandal where he was sending, like, new pictures to, to, to people, young men in his congregation. So, yeah, man. I just want people to know, straight up and down, that this movie, Honk for Jesus, was marketed like shit. I did not know what it was about. I thought it was like a fun documentary with these two fun actors. And it was just talking about how God is good and all this shit. Like a regular old God movie. Until I watched it and saw how deep and depressing and how hard it was. And it was shot in a reality TV format. And I just thought this was one of the dopest fucking movies I've ever seen. It didn't make my top five list, but it's literally number seven in my list. So let's go ahead and watch a real quick clip of it, man. And... It's just, I don't understand how this is denominated, but like I said, if you don't market a movie, if you don't market a movie, not people ain't going to see it. This is the way it is. So let's go ahead and watch a little bit of it. Something on your mind? <clears throat> we just have a big day ahead of us, that's all. It's about the cameras. And you're nervous. Don't be. It's just making sure that this doesn't end up poorly for us. Anita Bonet is a renowned filmmaker. I've never heard of Come on now. She won awards. Be all up and through them film festivals. Okay. Well. This is going to chronicle the ultimate comeback. This Easter is our revival, our renaissance. We winners, baby. You married a winner. And that's all I intend to do. Hey, I'm rocky up in this fight. <clears throat> Rocky didn't win. How did I know? But he, he went the distance, you know, the whole 15 rounds against Apollo Creed, but he didn't, he didn't actually win. Mm. All right. 
but he did win in Rocky too. Lord, baby, how many times I got to tell you, get past the first movie? That was all set up. Lord, have mercy. My ass. His ass lost. And the reason why he lost was because in real life, he would have fucked up real good. You know what I mean? But y'all got to check this movie out. Very underrated. Yeah. That kind of proves my point in that in that scene, too. A, a little bit of my point. You know, it, you know, he just kind of, it was a really off-putting towards his wife. You know what I mean? Like yep. she, and you could tell, like, she was really timid in talking to yeah. him, you know? So, um, so yeah, man. Yeah. We just Good make movie, our ladies man. like boobs, and we should, you know, black men, we should watch that movie and just be like, hey, let's let's try to be a little introspective when we do it. Chi-Chi, Rocky won in part two. He lost in part one. He lost at the end. Yo, Adrian and all that shit, you know what I mean, and all of that, that's part two, actually. Yeah, that's the rematch that they had. Yeah, so... I know a lot of people don't remember that shit because everybody just remember the, you know, the Joe Rocky joint. But, yeah, he actually lost on points uh, in the first fight. Yep. All righty. So, my number one movie of the year is Batman. Really? You can't move, huh? You can't move, huh? So that's my number one. She so Chi Chi, let's see what we got here. We got a few things that make me laugh. Uh Edgy said it was dope, but long as fuck. Most movies are long as death now. Nigga. Like you need three hours and a half just to and that's not to mention time to travel to get to the movie theater, getting your motherfucking snacks. And I don't like how movies don't give you smoke breaks or something. Like what about our smokers out there? Huh? Out here. Stop smoking. I ain't about to stop a damn movie because you addicted. Get your ass out of here. Fuck what you talking about? <laughs> people man. smoke, nigga. People need a vape. People need a pill. People watch need a fucking... Watch it on Amazon, then. What the hell, hell nigga? Niggas want to see it. I have, bro, this movie is three hours God, and 28 man, minutes long. Bro, I'd be pissed off if somebody stopped smoking. Titanic had a motherfucking intermission. Yeah, but that was back in the day when them shits was like three hours long, though, and they wanted you to get more snacks, my nigga. They didn't, want, they didn't give a fuck if you want to smoke break. That's what everybody used to do. I don't smoke no more, but when I used to, man, shit. Damn right, so I ain't fucking shit. 
I ain't going to. It's bad enough people being their badass kids in the theaters. Now we got to stop so you can go change diapers and smoke and shit. Hell no, nah, bro. And then she, you go get mad, mad because they started the movie because you came late. No, nah, bro. Come on, man. She said Candace Chester. Candace damn Chester. Wait, hold up. Did Candyman come out this year? No, no. That was last year. That was last year? Okay. Nigga, I've been getting confused. So I'm about to say because I fucked up. All right, she said, and she said this shit is like eight hours long. It is. You can let them in, but keep the door open. It's fine. Um, team smoke. See, Edgy on team smoke. <laughs> and Chi-Chi said, stop smoking. <laughs> I'm not pausing shit. So, look, this movie, and I'm going to explain the reason why this is my number one movie of the year. You explain Honk for Jesus. I think Honk for Jesus is dope. Uh, the reason why Batman is my number one movie of the year is because it did something that that's never been done in any Batman movie before. They actually show a real reflection of the comics, man. Batman is not like a real big fighter nigga. He's more of the best detective in the world. He learned from detectives when he was, you know, away from Gotham and shit like that. He has a scientific advantage. He's the best detective in the world. He's a cop, but he's just not like really, you know, a police. He's a, you know, a vigilante, I guess you could say. So, that to me, now nah, it came out this year. You can see it right here. It says, I thought it came out last, it came out early this fucking year, believe it or not. But yeah, it came out this year. So, Batman, for one, it did that. And for two, the villain I thought was awesome. The way they reinvented the Riddler, I always thought Jim Carrey would be the Riddler, but they reinvented it great. Yeah, I thought that, and I like this one better than I like the Jim Carrey version because, you know, Jim Carrey is more cartoonish, which doesn't, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. This is more like a serious drama type movie. Then the simple fact that it had to do again with like people that were against the government, also like some Trump shit, you know what I'm saying? Like some old January 6th shit, trying to take over the government, you know, by force. So, plus the fact that we had a new, uh, you know, Batgirl, or excuse me, not Batgirl, Catwoman, which I thought she was cool. Uh, the music in it was dope. I really love Penguin. I thought Penguin was dope. They kind of turned him into like Al Capone kind of a little bit. Uh, with him yeah, being like his weight and shit like that, it's like Al Capone. So like Colin Farrell, again, Colin Farrell. yeah, Colin Farrell played, and you did not, you could not tell that was Colin Farrell. Like period, like his voice, the way he looked, and everything they did. So the fact that they got him to do that, I thought it was dope. And like, just like Rita just said, the stadium scene was insane. And the fact that it was like Batman, this is year two Batman, and Batman coming from him just starting right his first year, his, his first year he locked up Joker. His second year, he dealing with this crazy ass shit with the whole city falling apart. And the end, when it showed him in the light and him helping people, he went from being vengeance to actually being Batman. And I just thought that the the way that they made Gotham really look like the worst city in the world. It looked like Brooklyn at night, <laughs> like for real, niggas like fucked up. You know what I'm saying? In certain places in Brooklyn, you gotta be real careful. They ain't playing. So that's what that movie did to me. So music was dope. Love the new theme for Batman. Love the costume. Love Robin Pattinson in the role. I really fuck with the villain. The city was amazing. And the way that they colored, uh, graded the whole movie with the darkness, but you can still see in all the shadows, as you can see here, where they had dimly lit. Like, that shit was dope. So, what an amazing movie. I've watched it about four times. I fucking love that movie, man. So, The Batman was my number one movie of the year. Cool, good. That's dope, man. I understand. Wayne didn't like it. <laughs> no, no, I, liked it. I did like it. I did like it. I liked it a lot. Um, my thing here's my thing. On some not, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But 
the new theme song from Batman. Mm-hmm. That is a song called Rain Man from uh, Eminem. It's the exact same beat. Eminem means the really? Maybe he do. But then, and this is one of the, my worst songs of Eminem, but didn't Eminem do a song with uh, 50 Cent called Batman and Robin? Horrible song. So they need to sue dumb niggas. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. That song was one of the worst songs I ever made in life. Let me ask you real quick, man, because you did have Top Gun as your number one, Top Gun Maverick. What made you change it? No, top, the one I sent you, Top Gun, is at the bottom. Right, yeah, but we was talking oh, about Jesus right after. I, yeah, I, I think I did change it up. So, Top Gun, y'all just need to watch that movie, man. It's the best action movie I've ever seen. I'm about to play a little bit of it. This motherfucker is out here. He really in this shit. Look, y'all. Y'all see this, man? This nigga's bugging me. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise got props. What are you doing? Why are you doing this for real? Why are you really in this shit for real? Are you trying to die? What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? You on CGI some shit? <laughs> like, CGI, bro. I watched a clip of him. I watched a clip of him for the new Mission Possible. This nigga jumped off a fucking... He jumped... He, he was on the motorcycle. He jumped off the motorcycle. He did it nine times for the movie. And fell into, like, a cavern and had to, like... He was, like, floating in midair. No no harness, nothing. This is real deal Holyfield. And he had to uh, put a parachute on. That's Why are you doing that, bro? Like, you're going to die. Chan, you remember when Jackie Chan first came out in the U.S., like, 95, 96? He was doing all that shit. Own stunts and shit like that. I don't think Tom Cruise gets any credit for it nowadays, man. Yeah, Tom Cruise do like basically his own stunts. I don't think he have a stunt man. So, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. That nigga's bugged out. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick, it was a really fun ride. And see how short this movie was? It was two hours and ten minutes. And it got you in and it got you out. <laughs> and the, the, the 45 minutes of that movie is the end. Like, dead serious. It's the end of the movie. So... Love that movie. See, uh, <laughs> Edgy said she loved it. It's the dopest movie to watch if you got surround sound or if you turn the like, speakers up and shit like that in the house. That shit zooms, bro. So that's a dope movie, man. Dope, dope movie. All right. So we run along. We run along. So let's go ahead and get through this last part quick, man. And Wayne, me and you got the same list, basically. We want to talk about, lastly, our top ten, or excuse me, top five moments of the year. Mm-hmm. And... Wayne, I'm gonna go through one. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna just go through your list because we got the same fucking list. Dead ass. Take off, passing away, was number one. Yeah, yeah that's that's in the world, man. Yeah, did Dolph die this year? No, I think that was last year. That was summer of smoke. Yeah, yeah. So, take off, passing this year was sad. Happened here in Texas. Was really bugged out. Yeah, man, that's just sad. They got the dude that locked. They got that dude. He's locked up right now. Quavo, punk ass, ain't snitch. And if you go onto our channel, you can see here where we have a podcast episode where we literally talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Quavo should snitch <laughs> because he ain't no real street nigga anyway. It's not even fucking snitching, man. It's, it's not snitching because he's not a real. He's not a real street dude. So I would definitely say that. Um, that's uh definitely one of the things that kind of. 
messing me up this year. Unexpected. No one believed it was going to happen. I was going to show a clip of everything that happened, but I'm not. I just out of respect to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, next thing is Tory Lanez and Meg getting found guilty. Uh, Tory Lanez getting found guilty. Sorry, I said Meg. Yeah, Tory Lanez getting found guilty. The whole case in itself was crazy. And, you know, just him being found guilty, I'm, I'm extremely happy about it. But I, uh, I'm extremely, but I just didn't see that coming. That's why it was so surprising to me, you know? Yeah. And I, again, yeah. and I want to say this, and I want to say this again, man. It shows how much y'all black men, it shows how much y'all hate black women, bro. Because yeah, every black man was talking about, oh man, he's innocent, he's innocent, and I'm like y'all tried to find reasons. It's like people tried to act stupid on purpose to try to make Meg look guilty. And if it was the shoe on the other foot, people become like the smartest sleuths in the world. You know what I mean? But it's like yeah. it's, it's like purposeful stupidity. It's, you know, it's just fucking crazy, bro. But but yeah, man, I'm happy for her, and I hope her career doesn't uh, falter because of it. Yeah, I want y'all to watch this clip of her, uh, <laughs> of Tory Lane's dad. I just stood here in this Los Angeles County and witnessed the worst miscarriage of justice that this world has ever seen. You want to know how right. I feel? I'll tell you exactly how I feel. I've got some names that I want to call. Alex Spiro, Desiree Perez, and the whole wicked system of Rock Nation, including you, Jay-Z. You who say you rose from the gutter, but you have traded and bartered the souls of young men, and you're still doing it. The only independent witness in this courtroom is a man whose name is Sean Kelly. He came to court, and our attorneys, he would not even shake their hand after he went upstairs with Capital and Alex Bart. I don't know what she was wearing. I don't know what she was wearing at the court case. Why are you wearing the Daffy Duck? I'm pretty sure it's Gucci or some shit. But why are you wearing that at the courthouse, man? The yeah, husband looks or the dad looks fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she um, looked uh, hot fucking. <laughs> everybody wants to be Malcolm X, bro. I don't everybody thinks the black people. Oh, just chill out, bro. Your son went to jail. You didn't do a good job at raising him like you thought you did. And you shot a woman in the foot for whatever reason. Yeah, so that's basically what it was. He, the audio tape came out that really helped get him convicted. That he was crying on the phone to uh, ex to Megan Thee Stallion's ex best friend that was at the scene. She was like, "I was, I was, I was just so drunk. This would have never happened. I was drunk. I honestly think that's what it was." But you know, <laughs> she, she said her afro's a wig. So, and I totally agree with that. So, <laughs> either way, that's a real fucked up situation. Uh, I don't want nobody to go to jail. I don't wish for nobody to go to jail. Let me say that. But some niggas need to be in jail. But I, I thought Tori was going to get smoked for that. I thought he was going to get, you know, took out of here for that. But didn't. So his ass is in jail to answer Chi Chi question. Uh, I think his arraignment is like January 27th or some shit like that. So we'll see what happens with that shit. It's great. It's great. Um, next is Young Thug and Gunner, man, getting locked up on Rico. Mm -hmm. That. You said that. I said Gunner's flash hell snitching, bro. They straight snizz edged on him, and it didn't even... Two of the hottest rappers coming out of Atlanta are now in big legal trouble. I went in like Nike, we got it all locked. Okay. 
situation but they got Lil Wayne they got Young Thug excuse me on tape sitting there literally saying y'all niggas ain't popping nobody over what's going on right you know what I'm saying y'all niggas is failures to me y'all ain't popping no ain't nobody die so obviously this is serious like this is some real shit and they all come from the apartments and you know if you had lived in Atlanta and you lived in like a bad area like I did when you're in the apartments, them niggas stick together, man. Like, they all cousins and family. They all from Atlanta, and they just stick together like a motherfucker. So, it's really on some gang gang shit for real. But you would think that, like, major artists wouldn't be supplementing their income for, like, drugs and gang shit. But if music is really, like, that violent, and motherfuckers really be saying and speaking that real life shit, and they be really saying what they say in their lyrics, what the fuck do you expect? But Rico is some shit that you you see with the mob, nigga. I so talk about that shit, right? And so you should, like Chichi just said, you you gotta watch out with your lyrics, man. You they they literally are using his lyrics against him in court mm-hmm. because this dude got shot, and he a month later he got an album coming out, and the song literally says this situation basically insinuating that this nigga got shot. And you're part of this gang that has been known for terrorizing the community. I mean, Atlanta's bad. Wayne, though. Wayne lives there. Atlanta's bad, man. It's bad. It's worse than it has been in a long time. And gang yeah, niggas I, is because of it. I, I that's, that's, that's absolutely true. I usually drive past, like, the bad parts and uh, usually keep my black ass home, too. So, um, <laughs> I know how bad it is out there, nigga. I'll go, you man, know. Ain't no joke. Um, but I want to talk about the snitching real quick. I, you know, I still think that Gunner snitched because in order for him to say, hey, I'm guilty to go home, then that means that Doug is guilty as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like the person that he paid off to lay low, that person came out and snitched. So, you know, I don't see how, how Doug can actually get off on this, man. I think it is what it is at this point, bro. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yep. It is what it is. It's going to be hard. He Supposedly, people say he's going to be home by next summer. Uh, I don't know. But we're going to find the fuck out, but it's crazy, man, that, like, hip-hop artists like that get locked up on Rico. Like, that's real shit, bro. That's, like, that's, like, fair time for real. That's, like, 40, 50, 60 years on some shit, nigga, so. It's like, <sighs> like, when you talk about it, you bring it all to light, man. You bring it into your atmosphere. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's it, this, this is not some shit to joke around about and to talk about. I mean, that's why I always say, like, talking about a Rico, yeah. It's fun to rap about, but when this shit starts happening and not so you don't, yeah, that shit ain't fun. <laughs> that shit ain't fun, nigga. And you gotta think these niggas unless they miss birthdays, they miss their kids' birthdays, they miss Thanksgiving, they miss Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, as you said, like Capone level, like, come on, man, like, this is some real, like, some serious shit. So we need to learn from this from in the future. I agree. I agree. All right, so uh, 
next man on my list and your list too is just Kanye West bugging. Oh my God, man. So, you know, I, I got to show y'all this real quick. This is, and I don't know if y'all seen this, but this is Alex Jones. <laughs> y'all know Alex Jones ain't even on YouTube no more. This nigga, is a, he has a billion dollar civil lawsuit that he needs to pay out. And he did an interview with Kanye West when Kanye West was tripping. And I also include Kyrie Irving in this shit, too. This year has been the year of being anti-Semitic and being black. And I don't know what they did, but we hate them, obviously. So let me show y'all a clip of Kanye West bugging out. And this is a man that needs help. This is a man that needs uh, medication. This is a man that needs to uh, sit down because he's having a manic episode. And now he's actually missing. He's on the run. But let me show y'all a real quick clip of Kanye West doing his West thing. That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler. Also, the Jew. I love everyone. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. So my question is this: fearless, fearless, the mask. Look. Uh, I even I think sometimes that Kanye West he surprised Alex Jones as well. Um, uh, I, you know I think that what he said about Adolf Hitler uh, was sad and atrocious, and I think that was absolutely disgusting. And we need to get him out of here. I I I, I, I Sheikah, I don't agree. I don't agree that you know you still love him. I I I I I like what the fuck is that voice, man? What is that shit? Alex have... Jones' voice? No, nigga, Kanye's voice, bro. Like, yeah, I, know I don't know. I got a proper voice. I know I got a proper voice. What the fuck is this nigga on, bro? Ian <laughs> Dollar Like, what the fuck? Uh -oh. Like, he put, he, he put on. <laughs> my nigga, he put on for his city on this shit for real, man. I'm going to say that. I, I, I just think that he need help. That's all. That's the only thing I can say. Uh, that nigga does not need to run for no type of president. I do not want him as a president. I want somebody to actually understand politics and not, not, not really understand a lot of other shit. So he needs help. That's all I'm going to say. He needs help. The last thing I think, and I know you had Bob Saget on your list as well. Bob Saget passing on some weird shit. Just Bob Saget just passing. So I just wanted to show a quick clip of Bob Saget. Like y'all never seen him before. You know, yeah, let me just show it. Hey, you ain't the first day of sobriety suck. And I realize. Let me skip a little. No, bit. I can't say I have. Oh, go back, go back. Marijuana. Marijuana. Here we go. I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana. You went here because of marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. Move this man! No! Fucking movie, stupid man. So, rest in peace, Bob Saget, man. Bob Saget was a real, 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 real funny person. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of people that passed this year, though. So I think you can just, Bobby you know, just away Bobby, yeah, day. Barbara Walters, yeah, just passed away. Uh, it's a we lost a lot of people this year, y'all. So just, you know, cousins passing, all types of family members passing. So just rest in peace to everybody. 
But uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that Bob Saget just disappeared, just died out of nowhere. It's just weird, man. Motherfuckers just really like a lot of people die, take off and shit. It's just been crazy. So my final thing, and it kind of like how the year kind of started off. My final thing, and I think Wayne agrees with this too, is Will Smith bitch slapping Chris Rock. Come on, man. <laughs> and then Chris Rock brother talking about he gonna fuck him up. It's on site, and all of these comedians beefing, and uh, Chris Rock has a special coming out soon. Uh, I think in March it's gonna be live stream on Netflix, where I'm pretty sure he'll talk about it. Yes, <laughs> bro. He has to, man. I'd be so disappointed if he didn't. Let me just show the slap one more good time. The beautiful cringiness of this just, you know, makes my <laughs> makes my heart spin. It's up in your motherfucking face, bitch ass nigga. I kill you slow. Yeah, he said it too. He said Will Smith just. <laughs> Hold on, one more time, one more time, y'all. Now, Wayne says that this slap was on some WWE, AEW type shit. I agree. It was not his full force. Because he really wanted to, he could have just clocked the nigga and it really would have been done. You know what I'm saying? I know Chris Rock had a whole show about how he don't fight. Everybody hate Chris. But, and I, you know, Will Smith, he was doing all these action movies. I'm pretty sure he can hurt somebody. So he could have knocked him the fuck out. But it's the scream at the end of it, which was like, keep your wife's name out your fucking mouth. That's what made it, boosted it up and made it right. be like really, really, really crazy. If he never said that shit, he just laughed it off. Man, nobody would have never had a problem with it. And this shit really fucked up Will Smith because y'all don't even remember that he won his Oscar that night. His first Oscar ever. Something he'd been chasing his whole career. Right. And he fucked it up for a beautiful movie. So Chi Chi said it looks like an uh, actor slap. It does. Yep. Yeah, that's it does. Yeah. It's a wrestler slap. Like he just, you know, he pulls his punch. You can't even tell the pop even there. You know what I mean? But that right there fucked it up a lot of shit for him because the movie that he got that's out called Emancipation, I haven't watched it yet. Maybe I'm either. definitely gonna watch it. But you know, the whole time I'm thinking about him slapping Chris Rock. So this is a very important movie about slavery and all of that, you know. And yeah, so. Yeah, That's man. it, man. I still, I still love them both, man. I still love them both. I think they're both great. I'm a, I'm still a huge Will Smith fan. Like you said, man, I just really hate that he had to make it about. I I, I still hope that he was drunk, and that's why that happened. You know, um, I mean, he partied right afterwards, so I think he ain't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, so. so I think <laughs> you know, um, I think he'll be fine, man. We still love Will Smith, man. Yes, we do. All right, y'all. Happy, merry. New Year. New Year, man. Like, for real. Like, whatever the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, hold up. Edgy said, like, he had to do a slave. <laughs> it had to be a no, slave role to get him back. No, you, you made that a while ago. That was made a while ago, Ed. Oh, shit. But he did release it, though. Yeah, right, right. This next movie was some slave shit, man. You're right about that, though. I'm, sure I'm he surprised he ain't dressed up in a dress or some shit. Yeah, he could have been playing, like, Mrs. Doubtfire Part 2 or some shit. Then that really would have had this conspiracy theory going, nigga. You heard? <laughs> oh, God. So, y'all niggas is funny. But, yeah, it's a few movies I'm going to check out now. I'm talking to y'all. The Woman King. I'm going to probably watch that tonight. Um, what was that other movie, too, man? The other movie that uh, I think Hamas has suggested. Oh, yeah, I already watched The Northman, but definitely got to check that shit out. That shit is good, man. So, yeah, check that out. Um, but, 
happy merry christmas new year and all that shit you know what i'm saying happy kwanzaa you know kwanzaa still going on uh happy hanukkah you know what i mean if that's how you roll with them candles and all that and dreidels i remember that from kindergarten and i just want to say uh shut up and i just want to say thank you all of y'all so much for coming and watch our live stream if y'all want us to keep live streaming i heard a lot of people say i'm we me and wayne fucking up they saturdays by not live streaming anymore oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like niggas is like, yeah, I would wake up. They would wake up to us. Like this was like their alarm clock was the fucking notification that we was going on. Man, that's so dope to hear, man. That is dope. So thank y'all for that. We love y'all for that. Uh, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. I hope everyone has a good and safe New Year. Don't please stay your ass away from the clubs. You know the police is out there. Walk, get drunk. No fighting at the house. Everybody just chill the fuck out. Smoke a blunt. Drink some good wine, drink some good champagne, and, you know, just have a merry, merry, merry new year, please. And be safe, man. We love all y'all. Wayne, you want to go ahead and send some stuff out to the people, man? Yeah, just thank y'all for, um, you know, being here with us for another year of YFM, man, for the You Feel Me podcast. Um, you know, me and Fearless, we got a lot more things on the horizon, bro. But we want to just want to thank y'all for being here with us, man. Thank y'all for passing along. Just thank y'all for y'all love and support and your energy, man. We greatly appreciate you. Here's to another year. Here's to a better year. Here's to a uh, a more successful year. Let's go into 2023 loving each other and being yep. there for each other. Because, you know, just like we've seen, man, we don't know when we're going to leave this earth, unfortunately. Nobody knows. So tell your people you love them, hug them, call them, you know, tell them Happy New Year. Tell them that you're thinking about them on this new year, man. And let's get this yep. new year started right, man. Just peace and love to y'all, man. Yep. YFM is back again. Always back again. We coming to y'all. We love y'all, man. Uh, she said, she, she said, we lighting up in Delaware tonight. Fireworks on deck. That's what I'm talking about. Be safe with them fireworks, too, sis. For real. I don't want to hear you lost a fucking finger or some <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want you to be nine-finger Willie after this motherfucker. <laughs> but everybody stay safe. You know, I'll talk to y'all family and all of that, man. I'll talk to y'all later. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be asleep by 1030. Because <laughs> I'm an old man. I don't give a fuck. And I know Wayne working. But I just want to say, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Love y'all. Peace, man. We out. Thank you, guys, man. Thank y'all, man. Peace.